Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? TalkSTL.com real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 232, the box office report for the week ending November 13th. Dun, dun, dun. How about that? Nice. That's pretty good. Ah, Last you time go. you will get praise. You are now expected. <laughs> yeah, now it's expected. I mean, it's been a few times. Down from just, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been rough go. Like, you get yeah. really used to the certain one. And we had the bunker. We had the and bunker. We had, uh, what was before that? The bunker was first. The bunker was first. And then what was it? The lean to. The lean yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> we had the uh, radioactive bunker. That and then we had the. I've already forgotten. O'Keefe Think Tank. Oh, keep thinking. Yeah, that's what it is. Just, yeah. Uh, I've already forgotten that. But then there was the undisclosed. Undisclosed. We had undisclosed for which a while. We, which yeah. we now, since we've moved, we can announce was in a closet. <laughs> it was literally, literally, in, a literally in a closet. It was like <laughs> us and Tom Cruise. <laughs> and it was. What wow. are you, what Luckily, are you? he doesn't take up much space. He's so small. He's like trial size. Right. Yeah. And it's just like well, they he's built, like right. he's like the size of a good guy doll. Right. Yeah. Well, they built the house for you, so I mean that's, that's I mean, fair. Well, yeah. That's very low ceilings. Yeah. Well, if they built it too, I wouldn't be tall enough to get into my own house. I wouldn't be tall enough to be on this ride. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I can't come in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we should probably introduce our guest yeah. so he can talk because he's like, can I talk? Can I not introduce me? So uh, Paul Harris is rejoining us. Yay. This is your third or fourth one now, right? Okay. You're yeah. like our version of Alec Baldwin. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Except I don't do Trump. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Baldwin has like the most hosts in SNL history. Yeah. Okay. Does he? I think so. I think it's him and Tom Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I, I think are the two that are like neck and neck. I know Steve Martin did a bunch. Yeah, they're yeah in but that he has been on in a while. It has been a little while. And you know who who uh, who has a bunch that you wouldn't think? Ron Nesson. <laughs> no, I was going to say Paul Simon. Yeah, as huh. a host. Not as a host, but he's been on a bunch. Well, he lives next door to Lauren Michaels, so yeah. that's why. And they're hey, like, Paul, super what are you tight. doing tonight? Nothing. You want to go yeah. on the show? Yeah, right. it's actually it's weird. It's been a while since you've seen him pop up on there, hasn't? Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, okay. I, at least in the last few seasons, he used to be on there a lot, especially like in the seventies and you know, eight, you know, who's the longest running cast member? It has to be Tim Meadows. Mm, I think Keenan Thompson's I think been Kenan on fifteen might years be now. I can't. Yeah, I Is cannot believe right? because you know. 
Daryl Hammond was on for a long time too, yeah. and now he's and back. back as the voice. And he's back as the voice. And what, yeah. a, what a ripoff that he comes back on the show. He's the voice <laughs> of the show, and then they don't let him do Trump. Well, and we talked about they it. They let him do Trump, and then they and then they pulled him because they could get Alec Baldwin. To well, do. you know, I, here's my theory. Yeah, is uh, is Daryl Hammond's version of Trump is kind of a lovable oaf, and I don't think they wanted him to be lovable. Yeah, they were and, trying to, and they brought in some. They they wanted to do a version with more bite. Yeah, is my theory. That's a good. Yeah, yeah. you know, and he can still be Clinton. Like he can. He showed up yeah. as Clinton on that Family Feud. Yeah, one, yeah, because yeah, really I because I thought the same thing. I was like, oh man, you got you you got your Trump in house every week, you right, know. Right. But uh, Daryl Hammond was on for a long time, but a lot of people don't realize that like the last three or four seasons that he did, he was basically just on contract. Like he wasn't. They called him a cast member, but he would just um, if they needed him to do an impersonation. He would just bring him in. They would. He would walk down like on that Friday, and they'd give him the pages, and he'd be like, "Okay." Like he wasn't in there all week, hmm. slugging it out, right. pitching sketches. Right. Like they were just like, "Can we just have you on contract, and you will just use you?" So a lot of times he would do the cold open if they needed a Clinton or a Trump. Uh, oh yeah, or Ted Koppel or whatever. And then oh, I forgot he did Ted Koppel. He'd be done. So <laughs> wow. that's yeah. Nice. So maybe I guess yeah. I always, I guess I always thought the Tim Meadows was. He was on there for a long time. Man, he, yeah, Hartman, he would show up and just like, you're still on this show? Yeah. All right. Very I, good. Yeah, I was just thinking about this season. I guess though. it could be Keenan Tom. This is his last year, though, right? I, th- I thought, right. I thought, I thought, I thought was last, year last year was his last year. I don't know, but I was just thinking about that. I'm like, you know, I remember when he was first hired, and I'm like, that's the kid that was on All That. All That. Yeah. And so I'm He's like, the kid, like the Good kid SNL, you know, and then he like, wow, he made it to the big times, and I was thinking he He's been on there for a while, long too, but he was he did not... Yeah. I don't think he found his footing yeah. probably until like four or five. But years he's ago. he's one of the best parts of that show. He's great. I mean, without him on his there, Steve he has Har- so many. Steve Harvey is amazing. so many of those like roles like that. Though, like Steve Harvey or the Black Jeopardy or you know all the those different roles that he does. It's like man, he he's very funny. It. He's got yeah, good timing. But how'd you like to be the sixteenth cast member on SNL? <laughs> and it comes down to the skit, and it's like, okay, you're going to be the guy behind the couch again, <laughs> yeah, because Keenan is going to take the lead on this yeah, one right, with Kate right. McKinnon, yeah, exactly. Right. This is, I think, this is a, this is a, this cast is, I would say, rivals as far as like star power that uh, the mid '90s cast that was like Farley and Mike Myers and Adam Sandler, and then there's like the Bill Hader cast. Like they they go through like ebbs and flows where there's nobody, yeah, and there nobody breaks out. This one's this, really this good. One, this one's packed. With it's good. good. It's gotten good again. Yeah, Daryl Hammond, according to what I'm ah. was ninety five to two thousand nine. Wow, yeah. what was Tim Meadows? Tim Meadows was did uh, ninety one to two thousand. Wow, that seems so, like seemed like he was on longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and um, Keenan Thompson is what? Uh, Keenan Thompson, according to this list, comes in at number three, two thousand three right. to the present. Number two, there you go. Seth Myers. Oh, two thousand one to twenty fourteen. Yeah, because Seth Myers, I mean, he stopped doing skits and just, just wrote a weekend, weekend update. Well, no, yeah. he actually started out as guy behind the couch. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, and a yeah, writer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and then graduated to weekend update. Right, and he wasn't yeah. doing anything else. And Daryl Hammond, this quote here says he's like he's like I he's like I I hold the record, but he feels weird about it because he's like he said he's never felt like a real cast member. He says that's not why I was there. I was the field gold kicker. You need a voice. There, you know, they would call, you know, a, and I think that's but why you got to have that kicker. That's, yeah, you know, I mean, you need the, that guy. yeah, you need a lot of different types of people. And then uh, Fred Armisen was twenty two thousand two to twenty thirteen. I never, wow. I never got the Fred Armisen. Neither did yeah. I. I'm right there with. I tried watching Portlandia, and I don't get it. And, I don't either. Well, and then Al Franken, 
but it was it's weird. You dropping it out though, right? It's, yeah, it's not it's non consecutive. Seventy seven to eighty, eighty five to eighty six, and then eighty eight to ninety five. Actually, he was there as a writer with Tom Davis from the very Back in beginning. The day, Franken and Davis, but the they comedy the team show. that weighs the same. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the thing L. Franken would do where he he can draw the United States? Freehand. Freehand from memory. Yeah. Like like oh, really? all the state boundaries. And he did Jeez. a thing on SNL a million years ago where it was how, I forget, like how Carter could, it, ironically, it was all about how, like, I think Carter could win the electoral college with without winning the popular vote. In 1980 against yeah. Reagan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was weird how that worked yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I think his opinion of that is flipped. <laughs> Call me crazy. But, and he would, he, as he would, say like how many states each how many electoral votes each state has he would draw it and he would draw he drew the entire u.s map that's impressive state boundaries from memory wow that's wow. pretty yeah i mean worst he's, bar bet ever yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's uh he's he's a smart dude he's he a smart dude agree he, with him or was, not? He, he's smart was dude. he in politics he's in politics yeah he's a senator, he's a senator. From, that's what from it is. minnesota yeah, minnesota, yeah. yeah. Right. so uh um just uh, just real quick, let me do some shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. What would you say if I told you we had a new iTunes review? I, no way. I would say that you're probably right, because we got a message. Yeah. <laughs> we port. do. Yeah. Right. We have a new iTunes review. Oh. Yeah. Uh, from Gwif Gwif. <laughs> Gwif Gwif? That's what it says. It says Gwif Gwif. Is it Gwif Gwif? I thought it was Gwif Gwif, but... I thought it was... Did I, I put the... the Accent in the wrong spot. Oh, you probably did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did use the wrong cadence. So, Gwif uh, <laughs> Gwif or Gwif Gwif. Gwif Gwif is Gwif. Sorry, Mr. or Mrs. Gwif, <laughs> if I've offended you. I enjoyed your work in Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, says, uh, this podcast is a fantastic listen. Great points on movies, off-topic deep dives, and a semi-rotating cast. I think they're talking about you. Yes. They are. Yeah. I'm semi-rotating right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, help make this a must-listen show, even if you haven't seen the movie. And you get two podcasts a week. Two! That's them. They said, I'm, oh, I was I'm like, reading yeah. what they yeah. said. They put an exclamation point we in everything. It. it says, that's 100% more podcasts per week than other shows you might subscribe to. Look but let's you. be honest. That's uh, this is really the only one you need. Listen to real spoilers. You've been warned. So thank you, Gwif Gwif or yeah. Gwif Gwif. Uh, <laughs> wow, thank you. That yeah. was a great review. Also, don't forget you can uh, join the League of Show Sharers. Go to Facebook.com/slash Real Spoilers. Uh, find the episode, click share, and all your friends can enjoy the podcast or at least be made aware of it. In between, and honestly, they want to know that more than your thoughts <laughs> on the election. Let's That's be honest; true. like they're oh, tired. Right. Needs to needs. We get it. Did Let's you, just go ahead and go on like a one month pact where we just only share real spoilers posts. Yeah, I think that's good. I think yeah. that would be good for America. Yeah, that's I think what so. I think. Yeah. yeah. So people who shared the show this week: uh, Nick Scott, Linnea Thunsell, Chris James, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Julianne Jordan, Sarah Clark, which she was on it, so that she should count. Uh, librarian Cynthia shared the show, which was kind of her because we right. had a, we had a competing librarian <laughs> right. host the show, but she has stormtroopers. <laughs> Yeah, so that's I mean, true. She has stormtroopers. Watch she has out, storm. Sarah. But so, so she has. <laughs> they a certain can't, level they of can't hit anything anyway. Don't worry about it. That's oh, true. That's yeah. a valid point. Uh, Chris Sanders, Timmy Tuzoons, Travis T. Witt, Tammy Sherman Powers, Griffin Fox Smith, uh, Lane Levanway, who is becoming <laughs> yeah. incre increasingly jealous of Griffin Fox Smith. He feels like uh, Griffin Sm Fox Smith is the new Lane Levanway, stealing his cool name Thunder. Should we I tell mean... him about Griffin Fox Smith's real spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Britton Smith. Who used to be Brent Smith? Yeah, I did see that right. when I saw that. I was like, "Hey, a new one!" No, wait a minute. Yeah, I think uh, he had a birthday. Okay, he had a birthday last week. Yeah, uh, happy birthday, Brent! Turned 
turned. I don't know if he wants me to say it, but I'm gonna. He turned forty. Oh, and I oh. think what happened is I think for his birthday, I think his wife bought him a monocle. <laughs> and so, and a top hat, or just a monocle? I think just a monocle. Okay. And you okay. want to work your way up to the yeah. top yeah. hat. No pocket square. Does yeah. he have an optical need for a monocle? No, I think he just has a monocle. Just and an so affectation. He, yeah. He, so he had to up the up the game I name can see wise. That name game, yeah. And now he's Brenton Smith. Well, as I mean, opposed once to you Brent start Smith. rocking the monocle. Yeah. There's no such thing. No, stop right there. <laughs> There's no such thing as rocking a monocle. Is that what the kids are calling? That's what the kids days. are saying. No, yeah. they're not. No, no kids are rocking a monocle. No, I think I think, I think hipsters probably are. Because like, time you don't understand. Watch. You yeah. don't understand. Like I I need to wear it like this because this is the way you're supposed to wear My it. My friends call me Cobblepot. <laughs> No, it's because you look like a penguin. That's why yeah. they call you Cobblepot. Yeah. And uh, uh, oh, and then Chris Sansochi uh, shared. And then also, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Uh, Paula Valasquez Riggin shared the show. It, oh. is, it is Riggin. I can confirm. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, she shared the show, and and I gotta like how she did it. She shared it to her, uh, presuming her husband Nick. And said, and it was a Doctor Strange episode, and she oh. said, "Like date night, hint, hint, nice." So it's nice that she wants That's a great idea. her husband to to build a date around listening to an episode of Real yeah, Spoilers. It's so nice of you. That's very That's, sweet. That's actually That's a great idea. It's very touching. Thank to you very much. That we're bringing people together. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there's all the 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 house cleaning business that we had to do, and I guess we will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin. Tom, I do, and I don't think it is any surprise that uh, the movie from last week, Doctor Strange, is number one again. It came in with $39 million domestic. That's a 54% drop from a rather large opening. It is now up to almost $150 million domestic, and of course, you've got the foreign front, $240 million. So, It's pronounced fern. Fern? <laughs> fern. Oh, fern. is that a new? It's fern. Yeah. Fern, the fern market because yeah. of the changes in the country because, yeah, okay. it's um, so, <laughs> so uh, you've got a quarter of a billion dollars overseas alone so we're, man, up, oh man. we're approaching we're, we're around 375 million estimated in two weeks so that's a not too bad. That's, a, that's a big on, old win and that's a pretty light drop 54 percent for a for a big one for a box open box office opening that strong yeah absolutely to only drop 54 percent is actually pretty i feel good. like Word we should, mouth we should clarify to. um the the easter egg in this is not roadie they're not talking about oh Rody. okay uh so that scene that we reference is the scene where he's getting all the info on patients he could help in the car it's a flashback scene right so civil war hasn't happened yet uh oh. in that timeline it's the guy in iron man 2 when justin hammer is debuting his suit of armor oh that remember in that scene where yeah. like he gets turned around yeah. and he breaks his back that's the oh, guy that wow talking okay about. cool yeah nice so correction even, even weirder like yeah. random reference cool. to the probably the worst like use air quotes because yeah. it's still made over you know that's yeah, cool, ridiculous though. amounts of money that's a really cool yeah. easter egg though yeah. if you're gonna put a little hidden snippet in there right. so uh that, random yeah that movie did Although have that hulk movie's probably lower don't you think no hell no, no. i Iron love Man that too oh I think you mean is... like budget like yeah box office? Oh. well maybe i don't know it was coming off iron man though yeah, and they were saying like that we're all together. Like right. this is a thing. So I feel like they probably got that Iron Man boost. I don't know. Yeah, but it's way better than Iron Man yeah. too. Uh, but the budget was 165 million, so we're at about 375 in two weeks. So I'm going to say they're pretty happy with that, and yeah. it's not stopping anytime soon. So, so by so. Hollywood accounting, that should be profitable in 18 more years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have once they sell every Pez dispenser, and he's in 17 more movies, and you know, I wonder so. what kind of contract they do give those guys. 
at this point. Like, well, well now it's they, they. It's how many do you get? It's based on the gross. It's the, is that what it is? You never take it back in deal based. No, no, no. On no. I mean, like how many um, movies? Well, like Spider Man's got six. So Tom Holland got is a six picture deal. It's does three, that include three cameos, three like standalones? I was gonna say, do, they, not, do they break it up into like yeah, sizes? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, if they want three you movies and three like in other Marvel movies. Okay, so, they, so I, I just wonder, like, I mean, what was what's it, uh, Sam Jackson's had like a ten picture deal? Yeah, he had and a big that include, one. Included like cameos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm just so curious as to what they have to lock now. them up because I mean these movies are so big you can't be switching characters. I mean, I think Don Cheadle one time after Avengers. You're gonna get a whole new. Well, when it's new people, yeah. or, or a reboot, that's different. But you know, when they're not gonna big... reboot it. I don't think they'll reboot it. But you'll get a new Captain America, yeah. a new Thor, a new yeah, eh, probably not a new Iron Man. Interesting. Maybe. Number two at the box office this weekend, Trolls came in at 34 million. Which I saw is a... it. did you? Yeah. What'd you think? It was fine. <laughs> like it wasn't amazing. The kid loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, it like was... fun? I mean, was it on the level of like Shrek humor for adults? Like, was there that? No, what the good kids movies do. There were some straight? funny parts for sure, but I would not say it's on the level of like whipping Shrek, a little, a cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Those ones that no. the parents enjoy. It was fine. Like okay. you know, um, it had some funny parts. It's a dark movie, is it? Like yeah, like the premise of the flick is trolls are trolls, and uh, they have like these ogres, and the only way that they can they can feel happiness is if they eat a troll. So they are like, there's a whole scene where they are eating trolls. I think anybody who's ever been on the internet can relate. <laughs> I would rather eat a troll. Yes. And it will make me happy. Uh, but yeah, it's, so it definitely has some dark stuff to yeah. it. Uh, but it, yeah, it was fine. How is Anna Kendrick? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. When you closed your eyes, did you just Absolutely, picture how beautiful she is? Yes. Absolutely. Nice. So Trolls made $34 million, which is only a 27% drop from a pretty decent opening. We talked about last week. It's not huge, but like for what it is. Going up against a Marvel movie. Having $45 million or whatever it opened with. So it's now at $92 million domestic. It has another $106 million overseas. So 177 estimated right now worldwide on a $125 million budget. So Not so bad. It's going to probably have no problem making its money back at nope. least. So. Number three, Arrival, the movie of the day. So we got one up there in the top. Twenty. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's better than nothing. Twenty-two million. So uh, couldn't quite stand up to Doctor Strange, but you know, what would you expect? And uh, that one here, I do have uh, a budget of forty-seven million. So wow, I mean, it's that's way higher than I thought it would be. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's made back, you know, a little over half of that, but you know, it's still got a ways to go. Out of curiosity, what did uh, Sicario and Prisoners do? Well, I will tell you in just a moment. Do, 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 do. Well, Sicario was just like a little tiny art house. I feel like Prisoners was too. Yeah, prisoners did, a, prisoners did the, better. Sicario was $84 million on a 30. Okay. So that made some good profit. Yeah. Wow, I didn't think that Because could, it stuck around. After yeah. it came out, I remember, and all the There's Oscar buzz and everything, buzz about that it just like stayed in theaters and got wider release. It was a... Yeah. And then did you want Prisoners too? Out of curiosity, yeah. yeah. sure, why not? Because we did a Prisoners episode. Yeah. 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 I would yeah. bet Prisoners made way less than Sicario. Yeah. I'm going to say less than 50 gross 122 million out See? of 46 <laughs> well, i know what i'm talking about because <laughs> it was more of a wide release yeah. and it came and out a time of year when Hugh jackman and jake gyllenhaal and it came well. out a time of year where there wasn't a lot yeah. it came out like in like late september and paul dano man that, that oh was yeah good. Oh, that was yeah. good that was a good flick that movie that was, was excellent and so that's what Sicario. got him and that's what got this guy these these movies yeah, I mean, Sicario this was, was, big, all, was also fantastic yeah this was his big break and now you see these movies they're getting buzzed you know sicario so like yeah it was good did you see the movie paul dano did with yeah Zoe so Kazan oh no sorry it's called Ruby oh I can't remember what it is I don't think I've seen that no he's a writer who's very lonely and he has he's it's writing redundant. He's, he's writing on a, <laughs> yeah and he's writing on a typewriter 
and he's creating this character and she comes to life and mm. whatever oh, I feel when, like I maybe have heard and, about this. and whatever he writes you know if he yeah. says suddenly she spoke French and then the real life person that's played cool. by Zoe Kazan who's his real life girlfriend or was at yeah. the time now she speaks French that's really wow. cool I want to see that he's such a good actor that seems and, like a waste of a fantasy request right gonna just throw that out there i'm not <laughs> saying that's the only thing in do you want me to spoil the whole movie no. for you well, what you, what show are you are, what, are you against french kissing tom <laughs> Come on. they created What's, i mean if you're married <laughs> leave enough room for, for a Jesus. while right right you know <laughs> for a while if you know it's gonna last then <laughs> then it's okay on your anniversary yeah. you can have <laughs> like we're talking about different stuff you can have a french kiss oh okay <laughs> can you find the name of that movie ruby something or other tuesday. yeah he was I mean, a, <laughs> ruby tuesday but i, I the guy's an incredible actor and i love again i we've talked about this before is that i'm just so sick ruby of ruby sparks ruby sparks oh yeah. yeah for sure yeah yeah it runs every once in a while on ifc uh-huh but we're getting so sick of reboots and remakes that when I see original properties, like another Paul Dano movie, Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe. I could it care doesn't... less about that movie. Really? Yeah. Well, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh. I, mean, well, I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, if you talk about a movie that's more original and weirder and just out there, like, that movie hits it. Like, I just, I want to see stuff like that because I don't want to see something being rebooted for the third time in 10 years, you know, some franchise. It's just, I want to see the original stuff and what that sounds like sounds intriguing. And yes. Just like uh, the movie, and I know this is probably not as good of a movie as the other two we mentioned, but like that movie with uh, the kids running around doing the- Monster Squad. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the uh, the one where they're online uh, doing the game show and everyone's oh, watching Verve? social media. Yeah, with, what was that, a Franco? It was that, Dave Franco, Dave Franco and, and um, Emma Roberts. Okay, but like, I don't mind seeing that because it's unique and, you know, they, they try to do something different. So Does like, your version, when you say unique, do you mean bad? Well, I hope it's not bad, but I like I like the idea that they're making things that are different. It's you know? no year one. Yeah. <laughs> I just give more credence now to originality. And I mean, that's it's art, you know, and I'm not, you know, I tend to give things a chance maybe more than more mainstream. I actually, I don't disagree. Like you know? I, I, getting something new and different, yeah. which isn't always good, It's but, it, but at it, least they're trying. Yeah, it sucks. Like, do, would you rather have everybody that's doing the, the same mo- old thing? That's the most thing? millennial thing I'll ever say. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> well, you at know, least you tried. But, you know? Yeah. So you get it, though. So yeah, like that's sounds really cool i'm gonna yeah. check that out for sure good um but anyway yeah so uh this movie uh is on its way to making some money but not quite there yet and i guess we'll get into it next episode or uh yeah next episode number four almost christmas another one of those those what kevin christmas oh. movies yeah, yeah it's a christmas like movie. A hol- yeah another yeah. one of those okay. like holiday they have to come out with a christmas with the cranks and the almost one of those holiday <laughs> movies <laughs> i i mean i don't know anything about it to be perfectly honest i just know Are you looking at the poster no, I'm just looking at oh, the box office. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just meant it's one of those. Every year they have to have some comedy about family. Dysfunctional family dysfunctional holiday. Dysfunctional family holiday movie. Exactly. Yeah, yes. It's no uh, death at a funeral. Uh, that's a great movie. That's both. Fantastic. Which one? Yeah, both are The first great. one. I think they're both. I think the first one's I, I, I was surprised. The first one was so good. And then when the remake came out, I'm like, first of all, why? Movie. It is the same. Yeah, but I'm like, this is really funny too. So that's yeah. cool. But Almost Christmas made $15 million. And uh, let me see if I do have a budget on that one. Do you have a cast on that movie, Kevin? Uh, it might say it on the page. I know J.B. Smoove is in it. I think you're correct. J.B. Yeah. Smoove? Yeah. Oh. yeah. There's a rule in Hollywood. Every ninth project anybody makes, J.B. Smoove <laughs> must oh. have a role in it. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm getting to my... He's uh, the Michael Caine of his generation. <laughs> <laughs> so almost, yeah, they're on the same level. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, Almost Christmas had a $17 million budget, so $15 million, not bad. Pulling money away from Medea. 
Is it? <laughs> well, it was a Halloween movie. I guess yeah, that's true. It's so, a yeah. holiday. People yeah. are in Christmas spirit. It's, it's Christmas now. mode is, is just full, around the corner. Well, is in full they're effect. almost they're in the almost Christmas. there. So you go see almost Christmas. Hold they're on. getting there. The literal description of the movie is a dysfunctional family gathers together <laughs> for their first Christmas. See, I'm yeah, not making it up, Mike. I'm like, you have to every year now. Yeah. They they make money on these movies that it's the same crap. It's like, oh, our family's so zany and dysfunctional. What was that one that we did that was so bad with Olivia Wilde and oh yeah, not Jim and, from the office or new Jim from the office? Yeah, and uh, Diane John Keaton? Goodman, yeah. Diane Keaton. Oh man, that was bad. It was so so bad. It was like, oh, well, man. it's like, why is this just not on the Hallmark Channel? Yeah, but starring we lesser got, actors. I was like, because we got Olivia Wilde and John Goodman yeah. and Diane Keaton and New right. Jim. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that one is uh, making decent money. So we'll see how that one continues. I will to say do the theater I saw that in that uh, that theater was packed. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. fifteen million is pretty good, and like I said, it's a seventeen million dollar budget. Yeah. So uh, we got a long time before the holidays. So <laughs> if that does stick around, I mean, that's two months early. It basically. won't <laughs> love the Coopers. Oh man, that's yeah. what a oh. pile of garbage oh, that man. was. Yeah. Oh, most that of was these bad. are. Most of these are not that. I good. mean, the only Olivia Wilde. That was the only <laughs> redeeming factor was of that she movie. In the Lazarus Effect. She was in the Lazarus Effect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number five, Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, that's one that came out last week. Uh, Tom gave us a little rundown about that, I believe. A $9.8 million, a 35% drop, and I've been hearing a lot of good word of mouth. It's not bad. It's uh, a very, very yeah, good movie. A lot of people online, though, are saying, you know, seen it, you got to go see this, and people are like, what movie should I see? Doctor Strange, you know, because that's the big one. They're like, go see Hacksaw Ridge. So yeah. I asked Tom this last week. I'll ask you this this week. Do you mm-hmm. think this breaks Mel Gibson out of movie jail? You know, I, Or does it at least open the door? When, when I talked about this on my KTRS show and when I wrote about it on my website, the first thing I said was, before we talk about the movie, you got to talk about the Mel Gibson question. Yeah. And I don't know if it gets him out of movie jail with the public, but it definitely does in Hollywood. Okay. And uh, I think that's kind of where it matters at this point. You know, I you mean, know? but what else has he done in the last few years besides that Jodie Foster movie, The Beaver? The Beaver. Yeah. Yeah. It's not what you think it is. No, it's not <laughs> at all. <laughs> and he's got The Passion of Christ 2 coming out, right? They're working on that? Yeah. Seriously, that's not a joke. That's, that's what? a real thing. Yeah. The The Return? That's a, that's actually what you it gotta is. sequelize it. Yeah, he comes yeah. back. No, I got it. I know. I know he comes back. But but, <laughs> but Hacksaw Ridge, I think, is so good, and he does such a good job directing it. Yeah. that a lot of people in Hollywood will go. All right, we'll forgive all that other stuff. Yeah, and if yeah. it makes it's, money, it's weird the stuff that you get put in movie jail for, and the stuff that you don't. Right, get put Roman in movie Polanski. Jail for? Yeah, like why is Roman Polanski okay? How does that guy still get nominated for an Oscar? Yeah, I, that is mind-boggling. Not just now, he won. He won. Yeah. yeah, I don't get that. I mean, he's not—he's not even in the country anymore. No, right? he can't come he can't back come into, into the, the country. country yeah. And yet, yeah. Bill Cosby can't make Leonard Part Seven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or they well, that's remember for the best of everything. Yeah. <laughs> or remember when they were going to give an honorary award to Elia Kazan, and like people turned their back and I don't wouldn't know. stand up, yeah. and and it's right. just like, and I'm like, but you'll give an Oscar to Roman Polanski. Well, I don't get that. I mean, I wouldn't, and like, I know a lot of people wouldn't, so I don't get why that's acceptable. I just I don't get why at some point they're like, we will make this separation between art and artist, and right. other time it's, well, it's like, also the guy not. who directed uh, what is that? He was he got he was charged with and was acquitted. Are you talking about the last, the guy we talked about last week? Yeah, no. Two, Birth of a Nation. Yeah, the Birth yeah. of a Nation Nate guy. Parker. Yeah. Like, he was acquitted. Yes. And, you know, that's in the court of law, that's it. It's over. Yep. I mean, that, guy, that guy's not going to get nominated. No. They're not going to nominate yeah. that guy. No. And it's just like... I, I will say, I, I don't think the movie was, was good enough. Sure. No, I, I hear honestly. you. But I'm just saying, I, I, like... I mean, it was, it was a good movie, but I... 
and I get why if you're working the film festival circuit, you see a lot of really kind of amateurish movies. Sure. And then something you, like and then you see something out. like this, which is which is clearly a notch above. Um, but I still I, I don't know that it was quite Oscar level. I got you. I mean, That's, he might you know, say that he's not going to get nominated because of the tra- you know. Oh, what a! But oh, he definitely I, had he definitely had a train rolling behind that movie until yeah. that all came like, back whoops. up. Yeah. Now, do you think that that killed the box office, or do you think the story killed the box office because people did go to see Twelve Years a Slave a couple right. of years ago? Yeah, that but, movie was incredible. Well, but, I also know like in 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 the black community, it seems like there's starting to be pushback against the slave type movies where they kind of even feel, if it's made by an african-american yeah filmmaker? like i like i mean i just see my my black friends on facebook talk about it amongst themselves oh but, so you can talk about this no i'm just saying i'm just saying well like i see what i what i see the conversation sure like there's a there's a lot of there seems to be a lot of attitude of like you can tell other stories now i gotcha why are we why do we keep yeah. going back to tell the slavery story right like there are other stories that can be told and and so i and i just think it's it's an exhausting thing to watch. Sure, it's, sure. And I'm presumably more exhausting if if you if it's if, part of your if it's part of your culture, your culture it, you know, history. like you know, as the victim, sure. you know. Yeah. And uh, I saw that a lot of people were just like, "Ugh, another one." Like, like, let's do something else. You know, I felt that way about Holocaust movies. <laughs> No, seriously. Yeah. Seriously, I thought, okay, we've seen all of these. You know, Schindler's List was sure. the peak of all of those. You're never going to top. But there have movie, been yeah. so many of them. And then this year, I loved the movie Denial. Did any of you see Denial? No, no I got the screener. I haven't watched it yet. It is probably going to be on my top ten movies of the year. Rachel Weiss plays a real-life woman named Deborah Lipstadt, who is a professor who wrote a book about Holocaust deniers, and one of them sued her for libel, but not here. In England, where the law makes the person who's accused prove that they didn't do anything wrong, as opposed to in our system of justice, where you have to, as the accuser, right, you have to uh, prove it. You know, as the plaintiff, you've got to make the case against so the defendant. So how do they get her over there? Uh, it was published worldwide, mm. and the British publisher backed her up. It's a true story. Yeah. And uh, Rachel Weiss is terrific, as Deborah Lipstadt Tom Wilkinson is going to be nominated for an Oscar for his role as the barrister who pleads the case against Timothy Spalls, who people might know from the Harry Potter movies. Okay. He's the Holocaust denier. And again, I did not want to go see another movie about the Holocaust. I was done with that subject like I'm done with mafia movies. You're well, not going to make another good that's, mafia that's movie. Ridiculous. <laughs> so so uh, I went in expecting this to be disappointed. I was blown away by how good it was. Denial. Yeah. It, okay, w- it, was, it was in theaters for over 20 minutes before they went. <laughs> yeah. Before they pulled it. Um, uh, but it's going to be out soon on DVD and Netflix. Okay. Cool. I'll have to check that out. I yeah. think the the... What puts me off like slaver movies and Holocaust movies for the most part is that it's so good bad like it's so delineated it's so obvious yeah. like there's no there's no nuance. Well, there. I will t- I will tell you there's a scene in Denial that was actually shot at Auschwitz. Yeah, Ooh. they got permission from the Polish government to go and film there, and when I was watching it, there was not a sound in the theater. It yeah, was, I, I believe it. It was a pretty full theater I saw it in, and no one, I mean, people were holding their breath watching this. It I, was stunning. I have to ask, because I don't really understand it. What is a Holocaust denier? They said that it didn't happen. They, they said that it didn't I happen. I know. I don't yeah. get that. How? What is their 
premise. Well, I mean, alien, a, aliens. It's a hoax. It's a conspiracy to really? make people, people feel six bad. Million, six million or, people just up and disappeared. Yeah. I why just, don't you Why don't you give your email address and you'll find out? Yeah. <laughs> I just. It's like I, I, just, gar- I guarantee you'll see it in the comments for this week's show. Yeah. I just don't get that. Like, I mean, I it, it is exactly what it sounds like, and I just don't understand how I because I've never really seen an argument for it not being real. Go you look. Know, at, you honestly, see the footage. You know like, the stories. I don't, I don't mean that. Like, go look at some of the insane yeah. theories. You might like, want to. Use is. your incognito Google yeah. Chrome <laughs> right. feature yeah. before you start. But so it's, yeah, a conspira- it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Give out your hotmail address. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how do you deny something? This that's- is M A L E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if the shoe fits at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but uh, going back to the box office on this one, so uh, Hacksaw Ridge brought in, uh, it's brought in $31.2 million in, in two weeks now, and I don't have a budget on it. I think it was... It was pretty. It was pretty low. low. I want to say it was like, like fifteen tw- to twenty, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, you might. I mean, you might be able to find it on it's Wikipedia. All on the but, screen, man. Yeah, that's what yeah. you said. Yeah, Those battles and that last, the battle part is probably. I mean, it's a two-hour and twenty-minute movie. Doesn't feel it. It 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 moves, it moves briskly. Like but I, that battle portion is probably an hour and ten minutes of the movie. More wow. or less intense than Private Ryan? I asked the same question. Yeah, I don't know that you can ever really top. Private Ryan, it's really close, but it's pretty close. And I think if he'd have had more money, he might have topped it. I said last week I talked about how I felt like he really kind of you cribbed a lot of things from horror movies for those battle scenes in, in an appropriate manner. It's a horrific thing, so it's I don't mean that, but yeah. but there were lots of uh, lots of jump scares within the battle scenes, and there was also a lot of very graphic gross things but mm-hmm. not like in a like a torture porn kind of way yeah not in a salacious way but in like this is there is going to be stuff that would just pop up and scare the crap out of you it's a war right you know yeah. and so um i think what spielberg really captured um that this movie didn't is just the pure unmitigated chaos of yep. war like i mean like here i always kind of knew like okay they're trying to get from a to b and and I kind of knew what the the through line was there, both physically and you know from a storytelling standpoint. Right. But and and Private Ryan, they just dumb on the beach and they're like, "Go kill some people. Good luck. Have at it. We're all counting and, on and you." And it was just like, "Yeah, that that, that like Normandy." Was, they were like, "Let's just throw as many uh, soon to be dead people at this thing as possible." That's how you win wars back then, was and just see like what sheer happens. Mass of people, and it was just like. And just to see, like, there wasn't really even, like, you take this, you take that, you flank that. It was just like, flood them. Go. Yep. Jeez. And, it was, and, like, I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I just never really grasped that mm-hmm. until that Private movie. Ryan. Yeah. We're yeah. just like, we're just going to overload. We're going to try to overload you with people and yeah. hope for the best. Yikes. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So, we don't ever fight China. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. China. 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 So that was number five this week. Number six, the accountant brought in four point three million. That's another uh, only twenty seven percent drop in week five. Seventy seven million domestic on that one. And uh, if we go overseas, there's a little little intake here, forty million. So it's at about one hundred and fifteen million worldwide on a forty four. So Affleck needed a hit. It's profitable. Got a he had to have a hit coming yeah. out uh, yeah. coming off of Batman. Yeah, I mean, and it's not a hit, but it's profitable. That's a hit. So. I think that's a pretty. Good, I mean, hundred million. Hit? It's yeah. a ground rule double. It's not. All right. not okay. 114 yeah. on a 44 when you talk about profit. I mean, they have to make at least yeah. 100 probably to be profitable. Yeah, I guess like, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but it's profitable. It's good. It didn't yeah. flop. So, I mean, at least he's got that going for him. 
And uh, let's see here. I won't try to scare you this week. Thank Halloween's you. long over, <laughs> so I rest assured. Uh, Tyler Perry's Boo, a Medea Halloween, $3.4 million, a 56% drop. So the money's starting to dwindle away there. Uh, but $70 million total domestic in week four. So, I mean, it's definitely made some money. Who's going uh, to see a Halloween movie in mid-November? Right, right. Great question. Like, yeah. I just, yeah, th- that doesn't take into account well, like dollar theaters, does it? I don't think uh, it's in deep enough into its run to no, hit the dollar. And, and that would be a hell of a gross from dollar. Yeah, theater. that's true. That would yeah. mean they've sold three point four million tickets. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, but it's over. <laughs> Oh, we should have put that back in regular theaters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 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 one percent of the country all went <laughs> to see Tyler Perry's Boo a Medea. I just don't well, think that yeah, that occurred. No, no that not. actually makes a lot more sense given what happened in the last week. <laughs> oh. It should have been voting. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, this movie has made over seventy million dollars on a twenty million dollar budget. So that's, that's pretty good. That's money in Tyler Perry's pocket for and sure. And it's been a while since he's. Had a legit hit. Had a big hit. It's okay. a big one. Yeah. He makes money, but that's a that's a hit. You know, yeah. 70 on a 20, and it's still going. So, uh, Let's see here. Number eight, Shut In. What is that one? Uh, that, I think, is a horror flick. With Naomi Watts. With Naomi Watts. Okay. Um, I didn't see anything on it. Yeah, I don't really. I feel like I saw a trailer for it. I think she's stuck in... Like, like a cabin in the woods kind okay. of thing. And just freaky stuff's uh, yeah, happening Yeah, but I think her. she's got a son... There's something going on with her son who's stuck in the house with her. Okay. But I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, that one made $3.3 million opening weekend. Blumhouse? Uh, it's released by Europa Corp. All right. So I don't know. Not a foot rub. That's, that's, uh, that's just two foot rubs. Is it? Yeah. You don't get the bomb you pop get with the bomb Europa? Pop. No. Oh, okay. Maybe a little Europa. But <laughs> that was weird. Huh? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, Creepy Kevin. <laughs> hey, it's Naomi Watts. Are you saying? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm with you. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I don't have a budget on shut-in, so $3.3 million. If it does follow a similar formula to these little Blumhouse movies... I'm going to go out on a limb and say they don't have a lot of sets. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, if it's just one house... One, just the one. So, I mean, you know... Like my, cheers. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, it might be a few million, and it made yeah, $3 maybe. million. So, yeah, I mean, uh, as far maybe as we know... Maybe at one point in shut-in, they go, she goes to Melville's. What? Didn't you watch Cheers? The restaurant upstairs. I haven't watched Cheers. the restaurant oh, okay, Cheers. Okay. That's just like the door. Like, isn't it's, that what it was? It's like they only had to, like, one hide. of the most popular shows it of is, all yeah, time. Right. Like, it's not like I made a, <laughs> a random reference to reference. Quark. Is it the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> couldn't they, like, didn't they have to, like, stand? Like, wasn't that the deal? Is like they'd walk up those steps and the, the landing was, like, two feet wide. And that's the only like when they would walk off camera, they're just standing up there on this tiny little plank. Probably, just yeah, I mean, they that they, shows yeah. before. Yeah, they, they never build any. If you're not going to see it, then they don't. Right, the hallway or something. Yeah, <laughs> I heard. I uh, think you end up in Keen Curtis's dressing room. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> was he the guy from Melville's Keen Curtis? Was it? I used to dump. dump yeah, that was pretty good. I am um, old timey <laughs> references. I remember. Did you see that look in Tom's face? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I should, he, I you can see the look. That's well, like, I, I should know this. He doesn't usually know. have I that don't. look. It's very rare. rare. I was. Uh, I forget what I was listening to. His podcast. They were interviewing an, an, an actress, and she was talking about how like the thing that was the most uh, jarring for her and like being in TV was like how small the sets are. Oh, like, sure. And how like, they don't exist outside of the camera right. range. And so she's like. So, like, you'd be in a scene, like, on The Good Wife, and she's just, like, she's supposed to leave, and so she walks to the door, but there's no door, <laughs> and so then she has to, like, because she's not in the rest of the shot, oh, okay, oh, yeah, 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 okay. I'm showing him the picture of Keen Curtis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you and, see the look of recognition? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and she would just then have to, like, squat, and so she's... <laughs> 
no longer in the scene, but she's on set just squatting, so she's not in the camera. <laughs> wow. That's weird. They can't yeah. just build an exit? I guess for whatever reason. I guess reason, there's no uh, door, but like... Did just... you ever see... The, they ever seen the outtakes, the Chris Pratt outtakes from uh, Parks and Rec? I watch those all the time, but there's a lot there's of them, There's one yeah. where he like, he has a... They're like, why'd you steal that briefcase? And he was like, I don't know. And he whips it, and just like, just <laughs> as like part of the... He just throws the briefcase back, and just in the way he throws it, he cracks the, the light switch and breaks it and turns the lights off, and... <laughs> Rob Lowe is like that was incredible (laughs) (laughs) he's like that is unbelievable and he's just like Chris Pratt's like that's not something props can fix (laughs) I just broke the light switch and he jumps over and he falls over the thing but yeah all the Andy Dwyer outtakes I mean are incredible it's like a 10 minute cut of all of his outtakes he's great like his if you see like his improvisation on that show is just amazing there's a reason why that guy is a big star the, the, the comeback one the Kim Kardashian joke oh yeah Fantastic. People just could not believe yeah. he said it, and it was just like, "What?" No, it was. Uh, I won't say it because it's it's X rated, but, but yeah. it's the last clip on the Andy Dwyer outtakes, and it's fabulous. Yeah, it's great. Number eight, Jack Reacher, never go back. How so is that still? I guess man? people are going. They're back, going back. Even though, I mean, it's right there in the title. Well, we did but... say if you're a 65 year old man, it's it's a. You have a, a rather cornucopia of movies to see. I know, yeah, but, so, they, but they told you. It's an they embarrassment won't. of riches <laughs> if you're a 65-year-old man at the movie theater right now. You got The Accountant. You got Jack Reacher. You got Hacksaw Ridge. It's, there's a lot out yeah. there for you, man. And all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. But uh, Medea. Inferno. <laughs> Inferno. Oh, yeah. 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 Medea. But Tom Cruise. If you Cruise. like airport novels, this is your almost Christmas. It is, yeah. yeah. But uh, Tom Cruise's latest film brought in $3.2 million, a 41% drop, and that's only in week four, so it's uh, still sticking around. But um, it has made $73 million overseas now, so like we talked about, that's where they make their money. It is uh, up over $125 million on a $60 million budget. So, Ew. I mean, it's not great to smash it, but it's going to make profit, yeah. so they you know, got what they wanted. Remember or at when least... Ron Howard made good movies? Oh, yeah. No. I, oh, well, yeah. it's, been, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. But uh, speaking of Ron Howard, Inferno is number 10 at the box office this weekend. Ugh. Three million, a 51% drop. 31 million on Inferno domestic. Uh, I mean, in, in week three, that's very surprising to me. I thought there was a bigger following built in, you know? I, uh, because it's of, Tom well, Hanks and Ron Howard, but also it's this following. Yeah, but that, I mean, of the books and the movies. What's the gap between Angels and Demons and this? Like release years, wise. I don't remember, but logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just this one does not have this one feels like a paint by numbers where the Vinci code was like, Oh, it's kinda cool. Like it's a cool yeah. idea. This one was just like how many of these pictures did I yeah. sign on for? So, I mean, look at the flip-flop. I mean, again, uh, obviously, they're always going to be going after that foreign market. But the domestic on the other movies was at least better. This has, you know, basically 25, 30 million domestic and 158 million foreign. So, it's up to almost 200 on a 75 budget. Yeah. But it's like, I just, the domestic number should be on paper. Just I don't I, I don't higher. think that you're ever, like, the domestic number is never going to equal no, no, you know no, but it should be like, bigger than 25. You've got Tom Hanks and Ron Howard. Like, you just, it should. I wonder if that's Americans like, yeah, I get it, and I don't want to see it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think I, I do agree that the Da Vinci thing may be kind yeah. of fizzling out. The first out. one's really good. I like the first one a lot. The yeah. second one and this one are not good. I just went back through the uh, list of movies that Ron Howard's done. Yeah. He had that Beatles documentary eight days a week earlier this year, but right. he didn't make that. He just cut clips together. Sure. Uh, In the Heart of the Sea. That was not good. That's that the is, that's the Moby Dick one, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Made in America. I don't even know what that is. He directed that? I don't even remember that one. Uh, Rush, 
Rush, Rush was good. Rush I was liked, not a hit, I, but, but it was, was that was a good flick. I enjoyed was good. it. The dilemma. Is that the which one's that? I don't know. <laughs> that is that's not. Is that the one with a man discovers that his best friend's oh, wife is having an affair? That's the Vince Vaughn one. Vince Vaughn, Kevin James. Yes. Oh, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Um, and then before that, you got to go back to Angels and Demons, and then Frost Nixon in '08. That was okay. And Michael that's Sheen. a movie that should. That I I really enjoyed Frost Nixon, but it like it was it, wordy. It, it was, was I liked it. I Be- mean that was better as a play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen the play, but I have no doubt. I get the this the build on, but like that was supposed to be like the big Oscar movie, and yeah. it just is that did Michael 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 Sheen, Michael Sheen and uh, Frank Langella. That's what yeah. I who okay. won a Tony for playing Nixon on. Broadway. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Michael uh, Shannon did play Nixon on one, right? Or no? No, he played Elvis in Elvis and Nixon. Elvis, he and played, Elvis Nixon. He played Zod. Kevin Spacey played Nixon. Yeah, okay, perfect. That's, very good movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I knew he was in a, a Nixon. He's a weird dude. Like, I've seen some Michael other stuff. Michael Shannon? Yeah. That I, like, he's super weird in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. He's a good actor, man. Uh, what was the where he played? Is, is it the Iceman? Oh yeah, yeah. Which was fantastic. R- Richard he, Kuklinski. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, which was man. also super weird. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just a weird dude. Ninety nine Homes. Yeah, yeah. Was that the one Garfield? that was Garfield? really good until like the, it kind of fell apart at the end? But I agree. that was such. That was he was in I really uh, was really I, enjoying that Premium until. Rush. Yeah, which was a he weird, was in Premium Rush. He's the cop. He's, that's the he, bike movie, right? Yeah, that's the Joseph Bike It's not a bad movie, but it was just like this. You're weird. You're a weird dude. Bike messengers with the super ability of seeing their route in multiple ways while they're flipping out of their bike. (laughs) Right. If I flip this way, I'll break my neck. Yeah. Uh, So before Frost Nixon, he made the Da Vinci Code. Then you got to go back to 05 for Cinderella Man, which I thought was an underrated movie. That's the the Russell Crowe boxing 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 one. But even before that, The Missing. And then you're back to his last really big hit, I think, was A Beautiful Mind in 01. Yeah. That's 15 years. That's a long That's a long time. We've said before, like he doesn't have a definitive style. No, he's I mean, a, especially he's a, with like doing the dilemma. That's yeah. out of left field. He's a you know? journeyman, I guess, would be the best yeah. way to describe he's a craftsman. it. A craftsman rather than yeah. somebody that has yeah. a, a visual style. Well, that's the box office. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess that's it for this episode. We will uh, go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. Uh, Paul Harris on the Big Five Fifty KTRS in St. Louis, and uh, Friday afternoons from three to six, and on Twitter at Paul Harris Show. And this is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kewart or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you want to continue the conversation online, uh, we will be there waiting for you at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers or on Twitter at Real Spoilers. Available on iTunes. Uh, go there, rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. So that's it for this episode. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle The Arrival. Until then, you've been warned.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.